Is 2023 the year you finally tell your boss that you're quitting? There's a mixed bag of trends and results that indicate, yes, you should, but there's also some some warnings here. So we're going to cover both sides next on Today in Tech. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Is the great resignation officially over? Are offices starting to push back on getting people back into the office? The Magic 8-Ball? Kind of a mixed bag on both. So we're going to talk about all these issues. Joining me to discuss these trends is Lucas Mirian. He's a senior reporter at Computer World. Lucas, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. Thanks. All right. So you wrote an article a couple weeks ago about the great resignation that happened, I would say, 2020 to 2022 ish mm-hmm. where where a lot of uh, employees were quitting because of the pandemic or they they felt that you know they wanted to work at home all the time or you know there were lots of other trends going on but the, they you know it was dubbed the great resignation where companies saw a lot of employees just quit their jobs uh, and so you wrote an article recently uh, basically citing some t- statistics that say that it, it's still going to happen in 2023 I want you to take us through that a little bit yeah, it's ongoing. Um, so what's happening is a lot of employees are uh, they were forced to re, kind of reevaluate their career paths. And they realized there were certain things that they weren't willing to sacrifice, uh, flexibility in their jobs, being able to work remotely wherever they wanted to live. Um, pay, of course, was one of the things that a lot of employees were unhappy with. Benefits were huge. And so they started reevaluating, you know, where, the, where am I going in this career right now? Right. And with the unemployment rate just tanking, I mean, it's we're down in technology to like two point. No, actually, it went from two point two percent in October to two percent in November for technology jobs. That compares with the overall unemployment rate of three point seven percent. So it is virtually no unemployment in technology right now. You want a job? If you try hard enough, you're going to get a job. It's just it's not that difficult. There's a dearth of yeah. talent out there. And now, so, now, what's interesting, too, is that, the, you know, it, at the same time that this has been happening, you also saw a lot of big tech companies within the last month or two, like, you know, Facebook uh, slash Meta, uh, Amazon, Microsoft, they all had big, big layoffs, um, right. which uh, causing a lot of people to say, oh, geez, maybe maybe this isn't the best time to, to kind of get a job. Um, mm-hmm. You have an you have an opinion about kind of where those tech layoffs were happening, right? Yeah, mainly when I talked to the HR experts out there, they said that these are middle management. A lot of these are middle management layoffs um, where they kind of panicked uh, during the great uh, uh, resignation and they realized, oh, you know, we don't want to lose talent. So they just hired, hired, hired. And then they just they were bloated with a lot of middle management jobs that they just didn't need to keep. So they started letting people go. The other thing they did is they hired people with specificity, with certain technology skills that uh, can become stale over time. So if a company, uh, let's say, I don't want to use a certain database and they decide to change databases, now they have a bunch of experts in one type of database and they need to hire new people. So they're looking for more general technologists. And one trend right now is there's a lot of, uh, of companies out there that are removing uh, college degree requirements from the job positions. Right. And they're, and they're looking so, into like uh, apprenticeship programs, right? That's huge right now. A lot of apprenticeships, they want to train them up themselves because that also speaks to retention. You, you tend to have more loyalty toward a company that brought you up through the ranks and you're more flexible. 
So you may be learning about databases one month. You may be worrying about learning about programming the next month, management. The, you know, the, your, your career grows with that company. Right. Now, there used to be kind of a, a feeling in, in the workplace or the corporate culture of there is that they didn't want to invest in training or, or employee growth because there was a feeling that if we trained our employees to do better, then they would basically take that training and then get another job and quit. They're like, going to take. I've heard that from other people that, if, you know, yeah. as a as an excuse for not giving training. Like those days are over, it. right? <laughs> They're going to do it one way or another. Yeah. You know, you, you can either <laughs> you can either help them along in their careers and and, and keep and, them. Yeah, and keep them for three, four, five years, maybe. I mean, these days you're you're, you're lucky if you get them for two. But if you treat your employees right, they're going to stick around a little longer. Uh, you're going to be able to use those resources. But if there are better opportunities for them, you're not going to keep them no matter what you do. So you want to do them right you yeah. know, keep them as long as you can by treating them right. Another big thing is um, peer relationships. Now, I, I just read this one survey. It's, a, it's in one of my more recent stories about uh, how peer relationships are number one. They're the biggest uh, reason that employees stay with a company. So having a, a good company culture, you can do that remotely and through it in a hybrid workplace, um, people want to connect with other people. Explain explain what you mean by a peer relationship. Is it just like the, the person that's stuck next to you in the cube next to you, <laughs> or is it something else? Well, it's making a concerted effort uh, to create a, a community, uh, a company culture, coworkers who you right. can depend on, who you can talk to about issues. And back in the day, uh, I'm, I'm just going to make this analogy with a newsroom. We didn't have any walls. There were no cubicles. Right. There were just desks in a big room. And if you needed a source, hey, Brian, you got a source? For you shouted over to him and he gave you a source for a story, for example. It's the same sort of thing. It's about having a, a tight relationship with your peers who can, uh, with whom you can commiserate and with whom we can also work out problems. Old school newsrooms, those were, those were the best, cause especially when they didn't ban smoking, too, and most of the reporters and editors were smoking all the time, too. Oh, that, <laughs> brings me, that brings me that. back, Lucas. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of, so from the uh, statistics that I was reading about, it looks like about half of U.S. workers said that they would be looking for a new job in 2023. Um, yeah. Do either of those numbers, the 50% that do versus the 50% that might not be looking do any of those stats surprise you in one way or the other and, and again these are general workers versus it i think we'll get into it in a second or tech no, actually i have a uh, a survey from um this hr services provider i solved that they did in december uh where they come up with these names i don't know but i saw <laughs> back in december uh said about that many for tech workers too about half yeah uh, so no, it's. I think that's that's pretty accurate. About half of workers this year. It, it's not saying they're going to be actively look, look. I'm leaving, but they're exploring their options. Right. What, what was interesting from the iSolved uh, survey as well was that that uh, the respondents in that survey said they were concerned about the economy that they yeah. might want to jump and, and they or about their company in general. Um, and so they might jump before they are pushed. I mean, that's also another thing. It's like, you know, when you're asked about whether you're going to look for a job, are, is, does it, is it more about I'm, I'm ready, you know, I know that there's low unemployment, so I'm going to go out and actively look for a job before the layoffs happen, or do I sit and then hope that maybe, you know, maybe I survive the layoffs or, I, or the company is going to be doing fine and they're going to just shower me with more money and, and more benefits in order to get me to stay? Like, do, 
do you get that that there's two different ways of of approaching it? Yeah, I feel I feel like employees still have the upper hand right now. They really do. Uh, they, but the unemployment rate, it's for both general and technology careers, as low as it is right now. You get to say where you're going in your career. And some of these layoffs, like I said, they're really due to bad hiring practices. And a lot of people bring up Twitter, and Twitter is kind of an outlier. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's Elon Musk basically flexing his muscles out there and saying this is the way it's going to be, or else. And look, I'm not going to put it past him. It could work for him, but I don't think that's a. I don't think it's a good strategy for most companies. Um, you want people to feel like they have security in their jobs. If they don't, if they get a feeling that they may not, because we have been teetering on a recession for, for quite a few quarters now, yeah. um, they'll walk because there are jobs out there that are paying more. And that's the other thing you have to remember is, look, are you paying the salaries that the rest of the industry is paying? And if you're not, you're going to be losing. You're going to start losing workers. Right, right. Now, now, interestingly, that you know, this also comes at the same time when some offices are pushing back. There's a Wall Street Journal story today in today's uh, paper that says several investment companies, for example, are now sending directives to employees, um, kind of urging them back into the office in a nice way, uh, <laughs> or or telling them that they they might face termination if they don't kind of comply with either existing hybrid work policies. You know, apparently they, there's a lot of companies that you know they were like, hey, here's our our hybrid work office culture, and then most of the people just ignore that. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a little pushback that I'm seeing, and, and again, they never really admit that maybe the you know the, the reasons for getting people back in the office. A lot of it can be like there's a lot of office space that's just not being used, and a company sees that and they're like, we're spending a lot of money on an office that nobody's using, and that's like. That's yeah. part of it. I mean, part of it could be middle managers that feel like that they need to have that face to face. So you see. You see uh, reasons given as you know. Oh, we want collaborative culture. We want we want corporate culture to be working together in the office. And again, I don't want to judge one way or the other because I, I mean I like both. I like working at home sometimes, and I like being here in the office, especially with you know Chris, the guy behind the the controls there. You know, yeah. I, I like seeing him on a regular basis because he's a cool dude. Uh, How long is that beard now, by the way? Oh, he doesn't have. He didn't have the controller. It's you know? like. Down to here, it's awesome. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on another sh- on another show, or we'll get him in a later show, and he'll show off again. Um, but I, again, I I, I don't want to take that extreme position of like you must be in here, you know. Because again, there's so many different types of like an IT help desk. Do you need to be in so that you can collaborate with other people that may be able to solve the problems that other you know people have? If you're right. a developer, you know that collaboration works. If you're an engineer and you're designing a new car, sometimes that collaboration works. And again, during the pandemic, we saw lots of software companies that were trying to make that that same type of work virtual. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't know exactly how successful or not successful that was. Um, I, you- I have yet to speak to a single HR representative or industry expert uh, that has said that's a good idea to force your employees back into the office. Yeah. And the companies that are doing this, again, I'm going to use the word outlier. They're outliers, like Twitter saying that you, you must come back into the office or else you'll be fired. That's a You're going to lose workers. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, so... So, yeah. in your theory, in your opinion, then the the balance—if you were looking between a balance between uh, workers and employers—you right. would say the employees still have the upper hand here, right? Absolutely, they do, and it's not a bad thing. It really isn't because we saw productivity leap during the uh, during the pandemic. Um, 
you know, really? interesting because I've seen I've seen things that have said the opposite that productivity has actually gone down. It, over, well, recently it yeah. did take a step down, but it's still it's still far above where it was prior okay. to the pandemic. So it's still above that, but it did drop a little. Okay. Uh, but the interesting thing is it dropped, and I wrote about this, when companies started requiring workers to come back into the office. Oh, okay. Some people, some people were saying, well, it's dropping because, you know, they're getting into a lull. They're getting lazy. They're, but what you the, what coincided with that were a, a company saying you need to come back into the office at least three days a week or some companies saying you have to come back in five days a week minimum. Right, right. So, you know, there's a, there's another item I wanted to kind of get your opinion on, too. There was a survey from MRI Software um, that, that, you know, surveyed a bunch of professionals and saying, what do you want in your office or what what might get you back into the office if if you know, asked. And a lot of them are saying that they want hotel style amenities. Um, And this includes things like socializing areas, uh, outdoor spaces, on-site cafes, air conditioning. I didn't realize that was a problem for a lot of thing that was necessary. Yeah. And then of course, gyms and, you know, like exercise facilities and and changing facilities, things like that. Um, it, it, It felt like to me that these were not amenities that were I mean, yes, you see these in hotels, but it, 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 the way that the headline was written, it felt like, oh, these the, you know, employees are being uh, uh, babies for asking for something like that. But, you know, I mean, it, what was interesting, too, is that some of them said that that would be a deal breaker. If you didn't have like an on-site gym, I wouldn't take this job or I wouldn't work for this company. Um, I, I, you know, how, how can employers get kind of people back into the office you know what kind of incentives should they should they start working on with their employees understanding that employees probably still have the power right i i think that is a part of it that they need to rejigger uh office spaces so fewer cubicles fewer doors more collaborative spaces and and there has to be a reason that an employee comes back into the office not just because yeah you, you need to tell them, well, we want you in uh, th- these days of the week because we want you to collaborate on these projects. And it's necessary for you, for you to be together to collaborate on this brainstorming or even um, um, uh, culture building. I find reasons to have employees come back in the office. But to just put out an edict that all employees must be in these days of the week. What are you what are you looking to do there? Yeah. And if you have too many, if you have too much office space, I got news for you. That office space is becoming valuable for other things, for residential and for business, right. for for consumer businesses. There, are, if you look in Manhattan, a lot of the previous office space is now being inter- turned into residential space and business space. You know, consumer business space. Right. So it is being re- it's being sold or leased um, uh, to other for other purposes. So take the space you have and rejigger it. You know, make it more of a collaborative space. So and and not just collaborative when you're in the office, but making it more um, appealing for people who are working remotely and may need to dial in. So you have you know monitors that are at eye level, right. uh, just having them up in, a, in, a, in you know high on a wall in an office. You have them in a collaborative space that they're all at eye level. So when people are, se- are seated, they feel like they're in the office. Um, I, I agree that amenities are great, but I, I don't think that's what's simply going to draw people into the office. Give them a purpose while they're in there. Why are you calling me into the office? 
Um, I, I, we talked earlier. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up. It's, it shouldn't be an all or nothing kind of proposition for a lot of companies exactly. either. I think if you're a manager of someone, you really need to look at the work that your employee does and say, is this the type of work that needs to be done in an office or is it something that, that can be done at, you know, at home? For example, yeah. I need to be here in this studio because A, it's a great studio, but B, it's really hard to do this remotely or it, in, you know, you, nobody needs to see the background of my house where I, where I am. Right. Um, yeah, that's part. Of, there's also guilt. There's an executive <laughs> guilt. You know, I love this one, but it's true. You know, you think about it. You go to a financial services company and some workers have to be in the office. You know, bank tellers have to be behind that counter. Yeah. And so they feel guilty that they're allowing some workers to work remotely or hybrid and others that have to be in. But instead of saying everybody has to be in the office because some people are in the office, give more job flex- flexibility to those people who do have to come in. So maybe they don't have to work five straight days a week. Maybe you exchange days with other employees. Maybe work three days behind there. Yeah. And you have to do work they could do remotely otherwise. And you have other employees come in. And you, you kind of reach, uh, uh, reshuffle the, uh, the the work schedule. Yeah, I, I think it, it all comes down to sort of respecting your employee and then figuring out what works best for both the employer and the employee. Um, yeah. Talking rather than demanding, it, it, it always seems to work better too, right? Quality of life. You know, during the pandemic, people really uh, reevaluated their their careers, their lives. You know, what am I putting my time into? And you saw a lot of this, uh, especially with uh, stay-at-home parents, parents who wanted to be around their children more. Um, now there's an opportunity to do that and complete the work that they, that they want to do. Again, productivity rose, and it's still above where it was prior to the pandemic. Right. This was a good thing, not a bad thing. So do you think that this this trend is going to sort of continue for throughout the year, or do you see as the year goes on that maybe uh, we see fewer and fewer employees kind of looking for new jobs, or is this the new normal? Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I think it's going to continue uh, for a time. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know if it's going to happen for the entire year. But I, yes. thought, I thought I lent my crystal ball to you, Lucas. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, from what I've seen uh, – uh, just prior to um, the, uh, the the holidays, yes, it's going to continue into 2023. Yep. The, the resignation is going to continue. I mean, you had more than 12 months of more than 4 million employees quitting their jobs every single month uh, from, for over a year. I mean, that's that's tremendous. That's never happened before. And so people are are taking this seriously. They look, they're quitting for pay. They're quitting for benefits. They're quitting for um, uh, flexibility in their work. Uh, and I think you are going to see a little bit of the concern if your company isn't stable, they're going to be like, mm, you know, maybe I should go somewhere where it is a little more stable. And I don't have to be concerned with being laid off because there's plenty of work out there. And especially if you're in tech because the, the the low unemployment rate at the moment, like this is a great opportunity to at least if you're not actively looking, start yeah. kind of like brushing out that resume and getting ready. Not, not because you're going to get pushed, but more of yeah. like, what do you want out of your work life balance? Like, what do you want in your career? And it, you, you rarely get an upper hand, right? Like if, you know, I'm going to use a card analogy when you're playing poker. Like sometimes you get those, you know, you rarely get three aces in the hand. So when you get it, take advantage of it, right? Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't think this is uh, a push <laughs> kind of thing either. I think it's a good thing. It's for too long the the companies had the upper hand, and I don't think they realized that when you get into a professional career, you, you know, you're serious about what you're doing. 
you know, this is part of your life. This is a big part of your life. And I, I would say give the benefit of the doubt to the employee. They want to work. They want to do a good job for you. They take pride in what they're doing. And they just want to be treated properly. They want to be treated like adults. Uh, and they don't want to be forced to do one thing or the other. So if you treat your employees well, they're going to treat you well back. That's All right. Kind of All right. That's all the time we've got today, uh, Lucas. Thanks again for joining us on, on Today in Tech. My pleasure. All right. And uh, thank you for watching. If you uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and uh, just watch us each week for new technology topics that we discover on Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. We'll see you next time.